Jim, thank you so much for um, <laughs> becoming part of our podcast in short notice, okay? I love it. So Jim just spent like a couple of hours talking to the audience and uh, educating them on assisted living. Jim, number one, who are you? Where do you come from? Social security number, bank account number. <laughs> Give it all to me, man. Come on. I'm drinking a beer, by the way. He's having water. I'm having water. He's, little, he's, he's, he's getting back in shape. So, hey. That's right, I I'm am. I'm going to it. So. It's a new year. Absolutely. New so, resolution. So. Yeah, I got started in real estate a long time ago. I was 18 years old, and the first house was uh, I'm a professional musician uh, as a teenager. Okay. We had a music school, recording studio, small record label, and we were renting a house from a, a landlord for two years, and the landlord was horrible, and the house was worse. So at some point, we just said, we're either shutting this down, or we've got to buy our own place. Okay. And looked up the street, saw a for sale sign, literally walked up, pulled it out, brought it back, went, uh, called the listing agent, as they, as now I know it's called. When I was 18, I had no idea who it was. Called the phone number, and that person was the owner, as well as the agent. And uh, we ended up buying that house, and we bought it no money down, because we had no money. We are struggling musicians, as it was. And uh, no money down for our first house when we were 18 years old. We took that house. We put our business in there. We ended up converting the bottom half to the business, the up half to we lived in it. We sold it uh, five years later for a $90,000 profit. How much do you buy? Oh, $90,000. And that's when, that was, we're talking the early 80s by that okay. point. So, I mean, it's a long, that's when 90000 was a lot of money. It's a, uh, <laughs> I think it's still a lot of money. Hey, oh, I do too. For a lot of people, it's a lot of money. Um, but it was, it was a great experience. Uh, but the key to that is the idea of having a mentor. And you know that when you have somebody who's done something before willing to show you how, that was the key to making that happen. But you know what I think, Gene, uh, now that you're mentioning that introduction into real estate, yeah. it was meant for you. Yeah, that's a good point. Because how many people do really get to experience to getting their first deal with no money down, to negotiating whatever terms you guys did at the time, 30 or 40, almost 40 years ago, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it kind of like was handed, but uh, don't get me wrong, it was handed, it wasn't handed on a silver platter. You can't oh, not at look, all. You went yeah. and looked for the plate, right? Fate-wise, I would say it was meant to be, but no, definitely not a silver platter and right. definitely, the, the great thing though is that it was a lesson in how to do something, no money down, just being resourceful, and it's still to this day. So, yeah. you know, hanging out with Robert Kiyosaki on occasion, the idea, he'll yell at you and say, you're being lazy if you're not using other people's money. Right. And I think that a lot of times, especially when you get more successful, you just, oh, I'll just pay cash. But using leverage, using other people's money, banks, private lenders, other people, uh, it allows you to do even more. So you went and moved into that property, and now it's yours. Yep. And you guys are operating as a band? Well, we had a music school, okay. a recording studio, a small record label. That's so, what we were doing so as a business. you were more on the producing side than maybe as, a, as an artist or whatever. Well, we were trying to be an artist, but you, you know. You were trying to be an artist, but you had all the tools to be a Yeah, producer. exactly. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of people that want to be, and there's only a few people that actually get to the point where you go see him in concert. So, uh, yes, he's here. He just wants to get on the podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> see, but you know, you know what's funny, Gene? He's never been on my podcast. Because every time we try to do a podcast, he's like, oh. And now 
he's photobombing you. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, he, that's Lando. So, okay, so so that's interesting because you're trying to be an artist. Yeah, and we kind of fell into the real estate, yeah. Because after that, then we started to think, wow, this real estate thing is kind of cool. Then we, a little town nearby had a house that was $20,000 for a, a two unit, a and duplex. This is in, in Phoenix or? Upstate New York. Oh, upstate New York. Uh, yeah, okay. upstate around Albany, Saratoga. Okay, so right now those properties are worth like. You know, that property we did really well in it. We sold it at the right time. And I don't know if it's worth, you know, it's certainly not worth triple what it was, but it's not worth even double the what we sold it for. Okay. We did great. Okay. We really did we great. Sold <laughs> we did. Cool. But then we bought another duplex, and that was a fix and flip. And, you know, that's a good story because a lot of times people just look at it, and, you know, you and I may make it look easy. Uh, but I remember in February in upstate New York, which is very cold, can be 20 below, mm -hmm. and we're out there painting front doors and chipping paint off. and uh, Trying to make it look pretty. Yeah. And in the middle of winter, like total idiots, we no, didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Height, right? In the meantime, my friends are drinking beer, watching football in a comfy, warm location, and they're thinking, I'm crazy. Uh, but we made 20 grand on that one. And that was great to make in, 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 in a few in, months. Back in when? Uh, the 80s? Early 80s. And 20 grand. And, and uh, that was great. That's money. probably today's a hundred grand, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was that was a year's pay for even me back then, for sure. Wow. So you're a musician yeah. that has a production outfit, right? All right. But real estate pretty much fell on your lap. I mean, it wasn't even like you were. Were you, were you pursuing it or? Well, after that, you know, we went from the the first house we bought for our own business, and then we did the fix and flip. Then we bought another, an old uh, a one room schoolhouse that was a church, was a library, did that. We renovated that, but again, it was for our own business. We moved our business into that, sold the other one. So we did a lot of real estate along the way that was but mixed that with was the business. that was unconventional real estate because you're grabbing places it's that... True. They're not necessarily the cookie-cutter three-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-car garage no. that the, the, the normal family wants to yeah. buy. You're buying places thinking business-wise, Yeah. how can I settle my business there? Yeah. You know, when you think about the idea of real estate today, it's so there's so much information out there. Podcasts like yours, uh, clubs like we're at right here now, where you can learn how to do it in, in a very, you do this, 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 a cookie-cutter method, or buy an apartment, or do mobile homes. And back then, it was... Um, I wasn't thinking that at all. It was yeah, just there, there was no set strategy. There were an education events like like the one we're in today yeah. with you, right? Right. Uh, so the the information was very scarce. Like, yeah. <laughs> where do you get the information? That's right. Uh, one oh, guy, Ricardo knows. Hey, I got a guy, and he teaches me. He shows right. me. Takes me along with him. That's all there was. Right. Well, you know, I I, I kind of learn somehow your way because I didn't have a mentor mm. so I, I my education is very expensive uh, <laughs> I, I must have multiple PhDs in a bunch of stuff uh, thanks to all the money that I have put into real estate that I have never gotten back you know mm. what I mean uh, but um, back then it was kind of like learn as you go and yeah. figure it out on your own yeah. so okay so you go there 
what happens afterwards? Like, what's your ev ev evolution as, as a real estate investor related? Really? So, you know, and this is neat going back for the whole story, but I mean, I'm 18. We did that first house. We had our music school. We grew it, did other properties in between, four units, two units, single family homes, fix and flip, buy and hold. But then that, that next big one that we did was that our first commercial. So I was 25 at the time. Okay. It was a bigger property. It was about a $300,000 commercial property. And then we sold it. And my brother and myself were partners. We separated. He got married. I got married. He moved to Nashville, Tennessee life as a change. musician. Life change. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I read a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? Oh, yeah. I know that book. Yeah, it's a great book for people who are wondering about career change. And yeah, the book. What the future looks like. Yeah. And my, the, my future, it said financial planner. And I okay. said, okay, I like money. I like uh, helping so people. So you go from music, music to real estate to financial planner. Financial planner. So I did that, and really, I never hung out a shingle. Did it for others. It was really for me. So okay. I did it for me, and I continued the music a little bit. And then somebody asked me to teach them how to do the real estate and so on. And I started to teach others how to do what I had done. And that was 25, 30 years ago, where I went out and taught my first uh, class. Wow. Somebody hired me to teach. I went out and taught, showed them what I had done, how to do the homes, how to buy and hold and fix and flip. And I love it. I love to teach. I love to share. I love okay. to see the sparkle in That's somebody's what you eye. Do right now. Yeah. And I love that part. And uh, when you're doing it and you're passionate about it and then you see somebody else who wants to learn, it's just, it's a ball. It's a lot of fun. So I've been doing that for years and years, teaching others how to do the real estate uh, and business in general. But I got into this because it was, it was really about 20 years ago that I actually heard about this, but it was six years ago that I got into this residential assisted living. And I got into this whole niche because my mom needed help. Uh, we can talk about making money all day long, but I guess I, I kind of follow needs, don't I? Yes. I need a place to be for my recording studio. Mom so needs a place need, to be. Any huh. need that you have found throughout your life, found you a way make to, sure you found a way to get in it, yeah. to make it work, and then you made a business out of it. You know, I never really thought about it that way, but that's exactly right, because it wasn't real estate, it wasn't money, it was there's a need, no, let me, let me need. find that solution. Interesting. You needed to, you needed to solve your own challenges a revelation challenges for me. At the time. I do podcasts all the time, and I've never kind of put those dots together right there. But you got to sit down with somebody like me to kind of like put you hey, on the spot, right? Hey, uh, yeah, because sometimes no, just, as podcasters, yeah. we go and we talk and we talk and we, we share value and we add value or whatever, but we never we never get a, a, another perspective on what our lives look like from somebody that is a complete stranger, because you and I just met tonight. Right. But I'm just, as you're talking, I'm kind of like, okay, man, this guy is solving his own needs. Yeah. And that's how he ends up going on the next step. So um, I admire that, by the way, uh, because it shows that your resiliency on conquering your own needs have gotten you to where you are today. Neat. So, thank you. Uh, so no, no. I, I, and I thank you for sharing because <laughs> not everybody shares their own life experiences, right? So, you pretty Happy much, to. You just happen to get into it because of your own life, life yeah. experiences. So, so that's how you get into the whole assisted living thing. Yeah. You're, you're, you needed it for your own family. Well, and there's a little more to it too because um, I had heard about it as a business but that was... Uh, 
20 years ago. So then now the real estate market was diving and I'm in Arizona, so the market really crashed hard this there. Is what, uh, this is six years ago, so it would have been 2012. Oh, 2012, so 2012 in Arizona is not good. Well, it was great because, you know, 2008, things yeah, went off the cliff and then it's coming down and by 2012, things were starting to come up. Pick back up, okay. And it's like, you know what? If I'm gonna get into this, this is a perfect time because you can buy a big house for less money than before. So what were you doing in the meantime? Like In the meantime, still teaching others how to invest in real estate. Okay. Um, uh, I've kind of retired three different times, but I'm bad at that. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm gonna retire now. <laughs> I got what I need to sustain myself going forward. But you, I get bored. And then you find yourself back in. Oh yeah, it sucks me back in just because I love to do stuff. I mean, here I am out here, you know, training oh, yeah. people doing this and I could be sitting at home playing golf tomorrow. You, you, you'll be 95 years old, you'll be probably doing this. That's what my family at keeps saying. Point, yeah. I keep telling them no, but that's what no, they you think. Will. You will. You, look, entrepreneurs don't, don't ever, they don't have a date of retiring. That's, it doesn't exist. Well, I have set a date though. That's uh, Well, you've retired three times. I know, but I've set the are. next one. So it's, uh, it's going to happen. We'll see. Until somebody calls you. Actually, we're starting two new companies this year, so it's uh, probably oh, yeah, not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, you say, okay, I'm going to retire when I'm 75, right? And then you retire. And then when you're 76, old Ricardo calls you up and says, Gene, uh, will you mind coming to town? Because I have all this group that wants to invest in assisted living, and you are the guy that I actually think can do a better job. You're not going to say no. You're, you're probably, probably say, not. You know you're what? probably right. I'll be there that weekend or that day or whatever. So, yeah. So, okay, Gene. So, <laughs> assisted living. All right. What are the basics to it? Like, sure. So, when we say assisted living, most people think institution, a big hotel, a hospital that was converted. That's not what we do. What we do is a residential model. So, you take a single family home, do some conversions to make it senior safe, and then we, it's a licensed facility. It is a home residential based assisted living facility there could be eight there could be 12 there could be 16 people that are there living in there there's caregivers that come and take care of the residents that are there uh, so it's kind of two parts Ricardo one is the real estate mm -hmm. so we can talk about that part location or whatever and then the other is the business of this residential assisted living the real estate is great the business can make you a lot of money right so in the business itself you can make uh, you know 10 or 15 thousand net per month from a wow. single family home. Wow. Now, people say, okay, high rewards, I'm assuming there's going to be high risk. Liabilities, that kind of stuff. That's interesting. It's not necessarily high risk, but it's going to take some more effort. You know, I, I mentioned a couple of uh, real estate deals and you know how it is when you're going through something, there's all kinds of challenges that come that you never knew were coming, especially on your first ones. In this, it takes more effort, but it's something that you're going to do once and it's going to pay you forever. So that one and done that concept of I'm going to work hard to get this one up and running and done but now I've got this income that's coming in for as long as I want it until I right. sell it until you run it's it. worth the effort so I won't say more risk because the risk itself let me think about this you know nobody asked in this room here but you're kind of asking that one question so if you're listeners I'll I'll kind of go this way people think that in assisted living it's this high risk business somebody's going to slip and fall and die and they're going to sue you okay the 
average age of somebody who's living in assisted living is in their 80s. They know they're going to die. We're all going to die. If you don't know that, let's have a conversation. One day you will. Yeah, but the reality is that they know. So you and I are brothers. We're paying for mom to be taken care of. We're coming and visiting once a week. We know the caregivers and so on. Mom one day slips out of bed, falls, breaks her hip, goes in the hospital. Hey, that's sad, but it's not like the caregivers did anything or so there's no negligence. Yeah, there wasn't a negligence where they beat them up or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So now if she dies, it's not like, oh my goodness, the family is freaked out. They had no idea mom was going to ever die. Well, they always knew that was going to happen. That's why they got them there to begin with. Yeah. So when you think about that concept of they know it's going to happen, it's not an if, it's a when. Now take the average real estate investor does buy and hold. They have a house. They've got insurance. There's a family in there. There's a five-year-old. The five-year-old is a little bit energetic, jumps over a fence, goes two doors down, drowns in a pool. That's tragic. That's sad. And those parents are upset because your fence wasn't high enough, strong enough, or didn't have a fence, and then they sue. See, that person has more liability, as far as I'm concerned, more risk, as far as I'm concerned, than the person who has insurance specifically for this business, and I, we all know what's going to happen. Wow. Okay, so how can, what is the typical model of a property that fits a startup, not a, like a large assisted living, but a startup, like what is the, like, if I can get my hands on a property, and we're talking about real estate here, right? Yeah, yeah. That I can start an assisted living, what does it look like? So first of all, when we say small, I want to define that. We're talking residential, as opposed to we're in kind of a hotel ballroom here. Right, right. We could convert this hotel into a big box, and that's what I call a big box facility with 200 beds. Okay. That's not what we do. We take a single family home. So when we say small, I don't want you to do a home with six people, seven people. Right. It's too it's too small. I can't make enough money. I want you to do a bigger home with okay. 10 or 12 people. You're fortunate being in Texas that you can have up to 16 people in a single family home. That's unusual, but that's great. You're in a great Is state like for a it. Is that like a four-bedroom house? No, it's probably a five or 6,000 square foot house. Okay, and so You've converted space, so you've added bedrooms and so on. You legally could do it in a 2,000 square foot house. Please don't, right? But I want you to do it in a bigger house, nicer house, nicer neighborhood. And that model itself, taking a nicer house in a nicer neighborhood, the reason why the location is key is because what you want is to be in an area where the the people who are the kids, the 50-60-year-old who has an 89-year-old parent, we're going to be paying for mom and dad's care. So close to them, but people that have money. So not somebody who can't afford to pay for their own stuff, but somebody who's making eighty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year, they got plenty of money to take care of mom. So I want to be in that neighborhood, a nicer neighborhood, more upscale neighborhood. See, the more I talk to this guy, I like him. Because um, <laughs> I can already see the neighborhoods that I got houses on. Good, good. I, I don't have houses like that. Uh, but you know I, where they are. Yes, That's I know it. where they are. Uh, it's interesting that you're mentioning that because I always thought maybe I got to go to a rural town like a, like I have a lot of houses in the country yeah so I got houses on acreage yeah on three acres but they're not necessarily six thousand square feet they're two thousand square feet yeah. yeah and it doesn't have to be six I'm just saying those that's bigger is nicer more comfortable the model you have those fits better yes um, and single level would be great if you if you have two level you certainly can but single level where somebody doesn't have to go upstairs to get 
into a bedroom, that would be better. More bathrooms is better. We can add bathrooms. I love it. How long have you been teaching this? Like <laughs> Pretty much since the day I started to do it, because I'm a teacher by nature, but people would ask me and say, would you share with me what you're doing? And I'm like, yes. So now it's gotten to the point where we have a whole academy and we train people from all over the country. And I've trained literally thousands of people across wow. the country how to do this now. Wow. How many assisted living do you think you have helped? Mm. We, are, we are constantly trying to get a handle on that number because we get people all the time that call in and say, hey, I got your home study and I have four homes. It's like, well, why didn't you tell us? We'd love to know that. Uh, we do a national convention. We've actually created a national association for this. We're, we're going to be coming up to our third annual convention for this where we have people coming up saying just that, home study, I've got four homes, or I came to your class and I never heard anything from them, they got ten homes. So I don't know. It's hundreds. We're on our way to a thousand. Our goal, our BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goal, is to be involved in a 25% of all the assisted living homes in America. So, Wow, that's a large number. Yeah, it'd be like 10,000 homes. So that's our goal is to get to where we're a part of, whether we train them, they own them, they operate them, they bought it from somebody, but a quarter of them, 25%. That's our goal. Man, I, I'm actually impressed. I mean, mm. with the way you're, you're, you're teaching people and, and, and helping them get set up, the, the number is so large, you can't, you don't even know what the really the, yeah. the real count is. Right. And that's how you know you've done enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually had a friend that texted me yesterday, it's in Ricardo, um, I know tomorrow Gene is gonna be on the, on the meetup uh, at, at the 713 uh, uh, with mm -hmm. Ray and Landon. And I said, yes sir. And, and and he's like, do you know if he actually has done any assisted living himself? Oh yeah. And I said, I don't know, but knowing Ray, he's not going to bring somebody that, that is not doing it himself. Yeah, not only have I done them, I own and operate the homes in Phoenix, Arizona, where we do our trainings. Okay. But part of the training is getting on a bus, coming into and seeing the homes. Because really the best way to learn, as you know, is do. The second best way is to get inside somebody else who's done it and is doing it and live right there. So they meet the managers, the caregivers, the residents. They can see the house. They can see the neighborhood. And that context for the content is incredibly important. So not only do I own and operate those, but I also invest in other ones across the country. So I'm involved in a, it, by the end of this year, it should be a couple of hundred units, wow. but I've got my my three facilities in Arizona that I own and operate. Wow, so you put your money where your mouth is pretty much. And I put my money in other people's mouths. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, because if they bring you deals and they say, look, Gene, I got this property, I want to do a, an well, living place. On a select, very selective basis. Yeah, I don't want to give the impression. I'm investing in everybody's deal. No, 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 no. Because yeah, then you'll get everybody saying, "Hey, can you?" Exactly. Bring, no, no, it doesn't work that way. But, um, but you're using leverage because now you're you're getting people to bring money to do the deals. Yeah. You're putting your knowledge into it. You're teaching them how to do it. Yeah. Which is great. Um, I do the same, by the way, in my line of business. There you so go. So I put my money where my my mouth is. So yeah. I admire what you do. Uh, Thank you. That 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 tells me that you are you are a true business person teaching what you're doing yeah um yeah. in today's uh guru society there's only a few oh yeah that actually do what they say guys we we have a 
meet up this weekend here in the Houston area. By the way, this was completely improvised. <laughs> it sure was. Right? <laughs> and but thank you for uh, you know inviting me, and I'm, you no. were kind of a little not even hesitant, but I'm really glad that you did. No, um, I, I love I wasn't this. Hesitant? I was just so busy outside that I couldn't <laughs> get to sit down and, and hear your presentation, and then. I sat down with Ray and I started talking to him. I was like, Ray, so how are you guys doing on the event this weekend? And he's like, well, Ricardo, I don't know. And I was like, look, Ray, let's, let me throw a podcast with Gene real quick. Good. I'm going to produce it in the morning and we're going to throw it in the afternoon and hopefully we'll get some, some people to, to, to assist this weekend. But we have a, uh, a class this weekend where Gene is going to be teaching how to set up your assisted living. Can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about sure. what's on the on the curriculum? So uh, first of all, it's this Saturday, which is the 9th, okay. I believe, or is today well, the 9th? It's, uh, it's the 12th. Today's the 9th. Uh, the 12th. Uh, Saturday, and it's... Look, Saturday. You're going to listen to this thing today? It's Saturday. Okay. Got it. Saturday, and it's 9 to 2. And uh, what I'm going to be sharing is the three best ways to get involved in this residential assisted living here in Texas. Okay. Second thing is the best places and the worst places to do this. Okay. And then the third is the five keys to success. So you're doing it right. The five key things you need to know. I'm going to share all of that on Saturday. It's a pretty rare occurrence that I'm here for a four or five hour training. And wow. Ray and Landon asked me to come. So I'm going to come here Saturday and do it. You're invited Saturday. It's going to be a transact title. Um, look it up. You know, their website is transactitle.com. Uh, Mansoor is actually providing for the room for Gene to go and, and, and teach this class. You're going to get five hours with the real person that's real doing this thing. You're not getting some guy that he read somewhere <laughs> how to do some assisted living program. And now he kind of like package it together to sell it to you. No. Assist over there. There's going to be a cost associated with it. You're going to find it on our website on renovatingrichesradio.com. Um, if you have any questions and you're in the Houston area, make sure you reach out to Landon and Ray. They're going to point you in the right direction. You can reach out to me. I have the sign-up form here. I'll be more than happy to send it to you by email. We're looking forward to see you there on Saturday. And um, Gene, thank you so much. Thank man. you, Ricardo. That it's was fun. a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> Any questions? How can we get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, your website. You have a website for your academy. RALacademy.com. So RAL Residential Assisted Living Academy.com. Okay. And uh, if th somebody can't make it to Saturday, which I highly recommend you do because I'm not out here very often. I'm doing the training myself. Come learn as much as you possibly can. But in case you can't, go to the website RALacademy.com and you can set up what's called a discovery session. Have a conversation with one of our team to answer questions and kind of get you to the next level if this is the right thing for somebody they'll know what to do and how to do it perfect you guys have a great day don't forget to uh, hit share like and subscribe hit share like and subscribe please help us grow our followers make sure you go find Gene uh, in his website and send them a, a question or a message or whatever they'll be more than happy to get in contact with you yeah. we'll see you on Saturday at the 713 uh, meet up with Gene he's going to be getting down and dirty with <laughs> assisted living and what you need to do and what you should be doing so thank you so much you all have a good night great day whatever good Bye. job <laughs> thanks man